0: hello and welcome to the dry run podcast the podcast where we have no set structure we just try things out week to week my name is sam i'm here alongside tim and nathaniel hey guys
1: hey me tim (laughs) <laughs> oh, yo, it's your buddy, Sano. <laughs> a oh, sure little that. bit of yeah, phlegm in the old throat there. Make That's sure me, that. Sano. Disgusting. <laughs> Make sure to clear that right no, now. Right.
2: I, I you, I, I'm Sano, and I do not have phlegm in my throat. <laughs> I have a perfectly uh, clear, wide, gaping throat. Your throat was
1: as clear as mine is now. Yep. We've all
0: got clear throats, and uh, we're ready to go. <laughs> uh, well, wasn't so, supposed to sound
2: as sexual as it did, but uh... <laughs> we all have absolutely nothing in our throats, so you know, don't think any any other way because there's nothing in our throats. Moving on.
1: Yeah, so we're gathered here today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you good i'm good i just i'm trying to deflect from
1: jumping into it and uh, uh, how, how's all of your
0: days going
1: my day has just been peachy i just drank some coffee gonna be up later than i intended maybe gonna play some rock band drums you know
0: <laughs> yeah i would love to play some rock band after this
1: yeah it's it's we took a long hiatus and i i think it's just wonderful that the band is back together um i think we we need to invest in that second guitar uh but it's um fun game way better than the original guitar heroes were uh it's nice to play the drums i feel like that one it's it's not the same as playing a drum set obviously but i feel like that is the one instrument on there that like sort of actually teaches you how to play because
2: at least you have to play rhythmically but I'm trying to work out a latency oh, It tells you if you're, if you're flat when you sing too. Yeah. I learn. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously can't learn how to sing, but you can. You can. It you can, tells you can it, assess your singing. Yeah, yeah.
1: It'll help the tone deaf assess their pitch. Maybe you know. <clears throat> Did we find out
2: how to get the rest of the songs? Because we at
0: you, you have to buy Rock Band 3 for PlayStation 3 and load it on the same uh, like PlayStation account.
1: Yeah, and then when ah. you go back to to Rock Band 4, it'll write it like you can hit some option and it'll recognize basically that you own Rock Band Three, and it'll give you like all of the tracks from Rock Band Three. So that's definitely the play because more music. It, it's actually this is like that's the one thing about those games is that like I, I get it that like licensing songs is like expensive and that's probably like most of the budget, but they never have enough music in them like for it to be like truly satisfying.
0: Yeah, I'm convinced that uh, some music has dropped off from the the base game over time because they have the ability to you know add add it. So there's the case to be made that they can subtract it when the, uh, like, rights, uh, they no longer own the rights. It's not like a, you know, like an N64 cartridge where you can't change it. It's like, you know, you can update the game and remove the song. Because playing in the know. past, there is definitely more songs than there are now.
2: I don't know, but, like, like Grand Theft Auto and shit, or, like, Tony Hawk and stuff, like, there's, all those games have music. That never changes.
0: True. But I feel like with rock band, music is like the focus. So they, you know, the other ones, it might slip through the crack. But with rock band, they're like, I don't know. They they seem like they'd be uh, more stingy on that sort of thing.
1: And there were like tracks that you had bought that were no longer in your library. No, if you
0: buy them, they didn't leave.
1: But I'm pretty sure you had bought those before. and No, the ones that I bought were there. Okay.
2: Okay, for sure. They're expensive as shit too. They're like two dollars a song, which I mean, it that does definitely add up if you start buying. Yeah, if, you start yeah. Buying if you're your
0: songs. having a couple drinks and end up spending seven dollars and fourteen cents, getting uh Tenacious D and Alanis Morissette and uh, oh, what Tenacious D song? Uh, tribute. That's a good one. Yeah. that one was only a dollar.
1: Really. Mm-hmm damn it was the first song that they ever wrote together I and it was think. supposed to be a tribute to uh what was it the end by metallica one one yeah sorry i don't think the end is a metallica uh, song. yeah that is uh the doors song that's very true this is the end my only friend the end that song always of course makes me think of uh apocalypse now which is uh a very great movie, but terribly, terribly long and, uh, you know, terribly sad. Wait, wait. so the, the uh, tribute is based on one by Metallica. It was supposed to be a tribute and they were talking about how it was the greatest song in the yeah. world and he wanted to make a tribute. And so they started working on that song and that's kind of what it became. I but guess. how did
2: we start talking about this is the end by the doors? I Miss I, yeah, I, I, I called
1: one the end for some oh reason.
2: okay okay I thought maybe it was like based on both those but oh yeah yeah that makes sense so they so uh they think one is the best song in the world huh I guess so yeah interesting but yeah and that's not what it
0: ultimately turned into it turned into a just a, a tribute a, a great well just a great song to a a, fi- a, a fictional song that they wrote when they encountered the devil yeah. which is a much better angle than making a tribute to a Metallica song and I wish
2: you were <laughs> there mid uh opinion you you saw the pick of destiny did you like it?
0: oh yeah, I like that movie. It's a good one. I used to actually I had the c d and it came with a plastic pick of destiny a little green one and I still have the case for that but I don't know where the pick actually went
1: oh that's terrible. I was there thinking we could value. use it in our in our band um but you know I guess not <laughs> I mean
0: it was super thick it wasn't actually a pick you could use Let's look up
2: thick pl- piece inter- of plastic interesting idea like twitch stream like an actual like rock band like show with like lights and shit <laughs> like if we get like fog, that fog machines, put them down and yeah just
1: put them down in the basement hook up the PS uh, like the ps camera yeah, like little just- fog
2: little fog machine and lasers and shit I, and and that's actually funny
1: because I, I feel like rock band is one where it would actually be kind of at, like i'm not really big into watching people stream video games i've streamed myself before just out of boredom like just to see if anybody joins but like and then there was the whole dk thing where i streamed you know for 12 hours <laughs> and ate like seven bananas you had no choice yeah. um but you know they um i think uh Like doing it with rock band, that's something that would actually be kind of potentially entertaining because either the people have like great energy and you're watching this group of like friends like jam out together and like potentially nail this song or you're watching somebody who's like super dweeby, like can't handle really being on camera and probably sucks ass at the game. Like,
2: yeah, you could like dress up like the band, dude. It'd be sick.
1: Oh, yeah. You could do all kinds of really funny shit. Um. Like, um, yeah, I wonder I wonder if people watch people streaming rock band. I wonder if you can stream rock band or if it's blocked because of the copyrighted music. Mm, that's a good
0: question. Yeah, I don't know. I I also am not a big uh uh not super into watching people stream video games. I it uh I don't know. Just kinda boring. Like I get it if you want to check out a new game, but like
2: yeah, even that though. Like I, yeah, I don't like it. It's full of spoilers. Yeah, I don't want, want to them to ruin it. Yeah, it. I don't want yeah. them to ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch like a review. You know, I'll watch like a shit ton of reviews just to get myself hyped. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really imagine just watching someone play the game. You know, it's, it's, it's just a big, big old spoiler fest. Yeah, the only, uh, the only time I really got
0: into watching something or like a twitch channel was uh well of course they do like you know they do actual like shows like actual musicians and stuff do shows and i've seen some like comedy stuff on twitch as well but uh over the summer when they didn't do a baseball season uh there was this guy from minnesota who did um Uh, simulated uh, he did a simulated twin season and we did commentary over it and just uh didn't play the game just had two computers play each other the games that the twins would have played and then just did the commentary over it and it was surprisingly enjoyable (laughs) really was Was it just him or did he have? yeah it was was just him okay and there was like maybe like 20 people that would come back each day really and it was like and he it kept it going like, the whole season? It was season? pretty fun. Yeah, he did it like... He did, uh, I want to say, like 60, 70 games. Gotcha. Like ev- That's Like wild. every night of the week, pretty much. It was pretty sick. Uh, shout out to Austin Thune uh, at Thune. Thune Thune has a bunch of U's. I think he still streams. I think he does MLB The Show streams now, but... I don't know. I watched the simulated twin season.
2: Was he like serious about it or was it yeah, like Yeah,
0: he could cuz he wants to he wanted to be like a like a sports commentator. Oh. Um, but you know, that's not like his actual career path, but it was always a dream of his, so he just kind of did it. But yeah, he seemed like a cool guy.
1: Yeah. The other night I was uh cleaning out part of the basement, and taking some stuff up to the linen closet, just like extra towels and blankets and shit. And stacked in the pile, I found an original nineteen eighty-seven Homer Hanky from the twins. So it was the year that they won their first World Series.
2: What, it was just sitting there?
1: Yeah, it was just like Back from the like previous owner. In, no, no, it was my parents, but oh. like they accidentally gave it to me. It was like folded up in the like this pile <laughs> of stuff that they just handed off to me. That's pretty cool. Apparently they have you a ninety-one. But I don't know. I was thinking frame it. that might be kind of cool. like Yeah, that's what a lot of people do with those. Yeah, it'd be kind of heady. like it's roughly the same you could probably put it in one of those like record frames. It's roughly the same size as like a record. Oh yeah, it's, it, it, I,
0: I'm sure that would actually be probably pretty pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, so I, apparently sounds... they have a 91 too, because my sister was born in '87 and I was born in 91,
2: which is the second year they won the World Series. My uh, my dad gave me a 2020 homer home run hanky for Christmas. Yeah, and the uh, like, the red huh, towel one. Uh no, it's a white it's a white one.
0: Oh oh, I'm thinking of the commemorating 2019... <laughs>
2: the year there was not really a season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they still
1: <laughs>
0: well, they <laughs> made they the playoffs.
2: Was, yeah. yeah, there. I don't think there weren't there any was a, fans
0: though. There was a 60 game uh, season, and they made the playoffs. Second year in a row, they won the division title. I was thinking of the 2019 Homer Hankey, which is a red towel one for the Bamba season when the Twins broke the uh, home run record uh, all time for major leagues.
2: The Bomba. What, what was the outcome of the simulation? How did the Twins do? So they made the playoffs and, of course, were matched up
0: against the Yankees, who... Um, they always fucking matched up against the Yankees. Jesus. Yeah. And in real life, the Twins have lost 18 straight playoff games. <laughs> um it's the 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 longest drought of any professional sports 18 all all fo- straight. all four all four, uh, major sports uh, no team has ever lost 18 playoff games straight uh and I think it's always been to the
2: Yankees right I
0: think I want to say like between 13 and 16 which to the Yankees okay um So we've literally never won a playoff game for 18 years uh since 2004 Holy shit um but in this simulation, they were matched up against the Yankees and they beat them. And then they went on to the next round
2: and lost. <laughs>
0: but uh, it felt good. Oh, that's devastating. We finally though. broke
2: that streak, though. See, the the computer probably doesn't take into account curses. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it was close. It came down to the wire, but they won. Nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, good. the only uh, streamer that I've actually watched stream. Was I watched? Uh, with Henry, we watched this guy stream a game called Green Hell, which is a pretty fun game that I want. I want to get back into. But it's like, oh, that's it's like, like the jungle survival one. Yeah, 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 it's like the forest. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. You you craft a bunch of shit, and I just got drunk, and there was like probably like ten people in in the lobby. So like he was like answering everything that came in. I kept telling him to craft a flashlight. I'm like craft a flashlight. And he's like, craft a fleshlight. (laughs) And he was like asking like what that was and and stuff. And like everyone else was like started jumping in and telling him to craft a fleshlight. And it was pretty funny. You had to be there. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, the the chats. uh, It's just funny to see someone like react to something that you type, like some random person that you don't know, you know? Yeah. Speaking of uh, chats
0: in that simulated season when the twins were playing the Yankees in the playoffs. I called a Max Kepler home run and then it happened. It was fucking sick. Oh
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn, you're like some sort of some sort of fortune teller. Amazing.
1: Yeah, MLB the Show has even done um like promotions where they if you I think it was like if you played a certain number of games uh during this time period you would get entered for a chance to win this like special pair of mlb the show playstation um i i i i can't i think they were shoes yeah they were shoes i can't remember <laughs> but i can't remember <laughs> is if they that were... the
0: word you were searching yeah for? but i can't okay, remember if
1: they were dunks or like what they were but like they were they were really really crazy and I think it's really cool when games will have like a competition. Like that is one of the benefits of having a game that is connected to the internet and is not like stuck in a static cartridge is that you can do cool shit like that. Like you can have a test of skill somehow that translates to the real world with some kind of like really cool
2: real world prize. Yeah. Dude, you know a game they need to uh, bring back, but I, I don't think that they will. Um, fucking uh, MOB hits. And like Slugfest and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, was that that, uh, Slugfest? Hits Hits was the hockey one. Oh, and NHL Slugfest was the
0: baseball. Dude, that game was
1: so fun. Yeah, Slugfest was super fun. Uh,
0: NHL Hits 2002, I think, is one of the my favorite sports games of all time. The the hockey game. And you can customize your team and like have like shark heads and like snowmen. Yep. Oh, send, them, so send them through the ice and, and shit. Then, yeah. And then they were fighting was in the game. Like uh, it was like a mechanic in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you lost the fight, your player was kicked out of the game <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the game. <laughs> which is not how it works. But, no dude,
2: Slugfest was brutal. You could like straight up like just run up to just charge the mound and start beating the shit out yeah, of the pitcher you could, like, and bean people
1: directly in the like there was an right option to face. just bean people in the face. Like yeah. you could just do it.
2: You could like uh run and like dropkick people or like dropkick uh the person guarding the base or whatever like as soon as like the ball gets thrown you could just fucking kick them right in the fucking face. It was it was sick. Then after the play was uh after the play was done, you'd have like twenty seconds to run around just like punching people. <laughs> it, it was awesome. I can't remember. Could you hit the ref? I don't. I don't even know if there uh, was a ref. Umpire. Or yeah, umpire.
1: Is it worth it if you can't hit the umpire? Ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why they need to bring it back, baby. Nobody likes those replacement umpires.
3: Yeah, I can see. <laughs> Here repli- bringing
1: it. The- you're
0: thinking of the, the football season when there were replacement refs in, like, 2012? That, that, that was what the
1: callback was, yes. <laughs> That's what I was getting at.
0: Wait, what is it? In, like, 2012, there were replacement refs, and they made a bad call in, like, a playoff game. So would like
1: shut the fuck up about it for, like,
2: months. Why, uh, why were there replacement refs? I don't know. I, it was, like, nine years ago. <laughs> I think okay. it, it,
1: like, cost somebody... Something you know, like they—they couldn't get their precious tournament. You know, they couldn't go to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's was—I want to say it was the—I want to say it was either the Packers or the.
0: It was games. the Packers game. It was the Hail Mary. The they they lost on a Hail Mary by Russell Wilson, uh, and it was caught in the end zone, and uh, they lost the game on that play. And it was there were like time expired as the ball was in the air. Um, and the replacement refs like made a questionable call. Um, but when that happened, I was living in Wisconsin and that day before that game, because it was a huge game and I was surrounded by Packers fans. I went to the local sporting goods store and bought a, a, a Seahawks jersey. To wear like at the bars, <laughs> That's and, right. uh, and then that and then that happened, and then I also wore it to school the next day, I was about to say, and you uh, ran. You uh, ran and you ran out of the bar. People uh, like legitimately were gonna beat me up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got like like threatened.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty funny, but uh, yeah. So yeah, they're they're out of the uh, out of the equation now. The um. Who 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 beat them? Was it the Buccaneers? Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, Buccaneers beat them.
0: But uh, this has been a uh, sports talk here on the Dry Run Radio. But uh, we a healthy uh, mix of
2: sports and video games. Yes, yeah, But uh, we we're trying to trying to pretend like we're nice and active during this. You know,
1: <laughs> Sana sana has been going to the gym. He's been pumping iron.
2: Yeah, I've been watching UFC. You know, So that's something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the reason we're
0: here today is uh, it's uh, the last week in January. And so we, uh, we were doing kind of something this month. We only did it one other time, but uh, Halloween in January, we were calling it, where we uh, review movies. It was The first one was like a horror movie, and this one, and it was to make up for our Monster Movie Month when we did not actually do horror movies, but we did The Monstrous People in Hollywood, uh, which we did last October. But uh, this time we're actually going for a real monster movie, an OG monster yeah, movie. We went with one of the old. We went with one of the Universal monsters of the uh, of the '40s and '50s. That film that we did, you probably saw in the title,
1: but the Creature from the Black Lagoon, circa 1954. I hate to uh, pedal off on a different subject, but is Godzilla from before that? Is Godzilla from like the 20s or 30s?
0: Good question.
1: Um, because I know, I know the original. I don't Godzilla, think it's the, the original or Godzilla is a Japanese produced film. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> most of them are.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, Go- Gojira
0: is um, the original Godzilla came out the exact same year. As uh the creature from the Black Lagoon, 1954.
1: Holy Damn, shit. What a what a year. Year for monsters. And yet there was never a crossover. What a missed opportunity. There is now. Godzilla vs. Kong coming out the, this year.
0: Yeah, no, there, there, there were a couple of crossovers. Uh King Kong vs. Godzilla.
1: But was no, but a crossover between the creature from the Black Lagoon and Godzilla. Yeah, no. <laughs> Godzilla just wrecks his shit. Just. There was no
0: Gilman versus uh, Godzilla, no. But there was King Kong versus Godzilla. And then Godzilla also had just a bunch of monster foes like Mothra
1: and uh, the,
2: yeah,
1: li- the list was was different,
2: yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Yep, Mecha was Godzilla
1: one. was one. And sometimes enemies of Godzilla would be allies of Godzilla. They would like swap. They were homie hopping.
2: Yeah, I wonder if I wonder how funny uh, those old Godzilla movies are today. I, I bet they're probably pretty ridiculous looking. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I
1: think that's really cool about them is like the you know the really old school practical effects in them. Um, just you know making like, no, model that's probably cities. The and... <laughs> that's
2: probably the funny probably looks like such ass. I bet just like this uh, guy. They're in, like, not this. too bad. You don't think so? No,
1: they're not too bad. But yeah, it might be like a guy just kind of like slowly bumbling around in like basically a Barney suit. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. I mean, I, <laughs> I
2: remember it being like that. I Because I, I was pretty obsessed with Godzilla as a kid. Yeah, this looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean like the, the cities oh, don't
1: the look f- bad. His head is super fucking tiny. Yeah, I mean,
0: you can clearly tell it's a, like someone in a suit, but like the the landscapes that he's... Uh, walking through don't look that bad oh gotcha but uh godzilla is not what we're here to talk about um we uh we're uh talking about the gill man another g monster
1: i've never heard him described as the gill man
0: uh they call him that in the movie a couple times
1: i guess i missed that
0: But, uh, yeah, he is the titular creature of the Black Lagoon. Should we, uh, get into it? And, uh, my... And no, it's not a Scooby-Doo episode. My, uh... My notes on this is a a lot smaller than our typical movie episodes because, uh... (laughs)
1: Because the plot is not that complicated. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because not a whole lot happens. Um, So we start with an introduction. The narrator reads the Genesis story of the creation. And we see various images on the screen. Um, When I first saw it, um, I actually was like, whoa, they're talking about like uh, evolution. Which they kind of were, but this sounds like it's from the Bible, which is strange to me.
1: Yeah, there was a weird crossover between them kind of citing uh, God having created the universe, and then they mentioned, like, 15 million Fish years Fish walking of, out of the yeah, sea and in, stuff. like, 15 million years of progression, which is in, you know, that's not enough time. It was, you know, much longer than that, but that's still in direct conflict with Young Earth Christianity, um, which is, you know, generally- circa 8,000 years is what they, what they tend to assign to the age of the universe. But, um, no, I don't know. I thought I, I did think that that was super interesting. And I also like that it quickly pivoted from a, like to a science angle. Um, because I was a little bit concerned with, you know, the fifties religious aesthetic right off the, you know, bad, but, but no.
2: Yeah. I, I, I really like that intro. I thought it was really it grabbed your attention right away for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh it
0: definitely caught me off guard a little bit. But uh so after that opening, we uh are in we're thrown into the jungles of the upper Amazon uh and we see Dr. Carl Maya. Uh and he has discovered a fossilized claw. Or rather, the the workers he's with seem to have found it and call him over to just this hand protruding from a big rock structure.
1: This like Halloween decoration of a plastic hand protruding from a hole in the rock.
0: Yeah, and excited, he explains. Uh, he tells the the workers who appear to be like native to the area. Um, that he needs to go back to the institute to go get help to dig out the rest of the fossil. And one thing I thought was weird was he kind of just breaks it off and takes it
1: with
2: yeah, him. He just snaps it out oh, That's yeah,
0: that's not really yeah, how archaeologists. Yeah, no. I, uh, I laughed. I actually go.
1: laughed super super hard at that. I'm 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 pretty into that kind of stuff. Uh, not as somebody who's ever practiced it because I don't have that kind of patience. But I really really love paleontology and just all that stuff. And I I did lose my mind when he had his little his little like dinky, you know, ice pick or whatever that he'd be using to extract the fossil, which is already almost out. You know, it's like literally sitting in a little like, like a little hole, except for basically the elbow joint is like, you know, in there and he like lightly taps at it and kind of like shakes a little bit of dust off and then he just grabs it and he just fucking like <laughs> just yanks it he out, just, Yeah, just yanks it out and it just comes out perfectly and he's just like it's like kind of like a behold, like, by God, kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, and after he grabs
0: it, he leaves to head back to the Institute, and uh, we're, we kind of stay there for a moment along the shoreline, and we see another hand emerge from the water, like the exact same prop hand, but this one just looks wet and darker. This one's alive. Yeah, and, it, it doesn't uh,
1: have. it's not a skeletal hand. Yeah,
0: well, even the skeletal hand looked exactly the same. It, it didn't, like, lose the... You know the the matter around the around the uh, the bones. It was like the exact same thing, Um, but this one's just wet and it reaches out of the water.
2: And there's kind of a dun dun dun. No no no. There's there's that music that will that I I at least came to. Really hate every oh, single time. Yeah, fucking they mon- use the same musical cue <laughs> every like, single like 20 shot twenty times. It's insane. I can't even remember how it goes, but it's something that's just like, can you maybe pull it up? Um, it's yeah, it's it's. But by the end of it, I was just like, oh my god, I just don't want to see the monster anymore because I don't want to hear those three notes over and over again. But I think this is the first time that uh, you you hear that that uh, hot track because this is the first time that we get a glimpse of the monster
1: maybe they had like three options and they wanted to see which one was the scariest to target audiences and this is what they picked (laughs)
2: That was the exact moment when the hand came from the water. Oh, so that wasn't the that wasn't the song then, because this this is what it sounds like. Hold on. The no. dun 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 dun, dun, dun. No, 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 no. So It
3: goes.
0: It goes. Dun dun
2: dun. Dun dun <laughs> dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> no, and then it does it higher though, and it goes. Dun dun dun. Dun dun <laughs> dun um so
0: dr Ma- maia, maia, maia blah, 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 blah. Ma-, Ma how's Ma- it spelled m-a-i-a Ma- maia. Ma- maia no it's Ma-aya. I they said it in the thing and i actually like listened to it several times so i would pronounce it right and i can't say it for some reason maia yeah is so, he hawaiian it was like maia <laughs> yeah it was something like that but anyway the doctor arrives at the institute, and we uh, were introduced to Kay Lawrence. Uh, she's on a boat, and we also see underwater Dr. David Reed, who is scuba diving below.
2: Yeah, so th- this is one of the first underwater shots. Yeah, and I was just—I was actually shocked that they had underwater cameras in the yeah, 50s. Yeah, I, this, it looked uh, good. This, uh, yeah, uh, this movie, I think, was
0: just kind of a showcase of underwater footage because there is so much of it and there's not even a whole lot of action in a lot of it. It's just like, look, underwater. It was but also like,
1: released yeah, like in... We can film somebody swimming from underneath.
2: It was also released in 3D. This was a 3D movie. Interesting.
1: A 3D black and white? Yeah. Yep. Weird. With Was it the same uh, convention where they used like red and blue to try to make it pop or... How do you think they?
2: I have no idea. Um, But yeah, so yeah, like it it was definitely like a showcase for like the underwater stuff and like the 3D being a, a, you know, a ploy too. originally produced in 3D, it says. So yeah, I don't know. 1950s 3D, I'm sure it wasn't anything, you know, too crazy. Yeah. And uh, so we're introduced
0: to Dr. David Reese. He is scuba diving underwater and we see him coming up to the surface and he pauses on his way up. On his way up to the surface and uh, the doctor is like, what's he doing? Why isn't he coming up? And Kay Lawrence is like, oh, he needs to adjust to the pressure change. Uh, This is something that happens a couple times in the movie and I honestly thought it was going to be like a big part of the ending like they were Mm -hmm. setting something up but it never paid off like like, when the monster was attacking them later in the film. That at one point, one of the characters go, you didn't pause for pressure change, and they just never address it. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I thought it would be like a guy would pause for pressure change and then the monster
1: would kill him because he had to do that. But that never happened. They also never dove deep enough to a point where they would need to do a pressure like like adjustment weight like they would like they wouldn't need to decompress like they were at most like 25 feet underwater. Like
0: I think at one point, uh, it showed a a rope that had a fifty on it. So I think we're 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 supposed to believe that
2: there were fifty feet underwater at one all point. All
1: right, it's yeah, it's I guess it is fair to decompress it.
2: But the, the lagoon there. itself was definitely not fifty feet deep, though. That I mean. Yeah, this is the when we're introduced to Dr. David Reese and they yeah, introduce yeah, the yeah. pressure
0: change. He's coming up a rope that goes 50, 45, 40, mm-hmm. and then he stops at about 20. Yeah. And uh,
1: Maybe
2: they just wanted to drop some knowledge and inform the viewer a little bit. Yeah, it could be.
1: Yeah, no, and actually, that's one thing that is very interesting about this movie is that it definitely wants to teach the viewer, like, it drops a lot of, like, scientific factoids, but I did notice that a substantial amount of them are incorrect, um, like, it cites different geological periods, and then, like, places life forms and time periods in them that weren't then, like, uh, it definitely confuses the Devonian period, uh, with other periods, um, I noticed.
0: Yeah, at least they taught us all about the aqua lung he was using.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The aqua lung.
0: I like that. Uh, so when he reaches the surface, we he meets the doctor, who seems surprised to find uh, him in Brazil. Uh, he kind of discusses that he used to be uh, Reed used to be a student of his, um, and he he felt he never really looked like um, like a biologist or whatever the fuck he is um and then reed explains to him that they're researching the lungfish. uh and he tells uh the doctor tells him sort of about his discovery and they take a boat ride back to the institute uh while riding on the boat um he pulls out the picture of the fossil he found and it really piques the interest of both reed and k lawrence and they uh are they seem very interested and want to go back to recover the rest of the
2: fossils.
1: Yeah, which uh, <laughs> they're curious. They're curious that it might be a hominid.
2: Well, would would wouldn't the skeleton possibly be at the other end of the snapped off arm that that guy took it from? Well, yeah, that's what they go back to do. Yeah, re- yeah, that's that's what their hope is: is that they I, can I, literally just go
1: yeah, back they and-
0: they they discuss that. They they search that. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, I thought they, I thought they for, immediately they were like... For, no, they search for eight days and they don't find yeah. anything. And then the guy has the theory that part of that rock structure may have fallen into the water. And then he asks where the like end of the stream is and it all mm-hmm. goes to a lagoon. And gotcha, they're like, oh, I it could that. be in there.
1: And that's another kind of like half-true thing because that's a great idea. But if this happened millions of years ago, chances are that stream didn't exist back then. So there would have been no stream to wash it down. Um. That's just my my little gripe there. Also, the skeleton would not be fully fucking articulated. Like, there's no way that they would have found all the fingers in the correct positions. It would have been mashed to, to bits. They would have found, like, one finger joint. And they would have been like, this looks like a finger joint from a hominid. Mm. Like, it's actually kind of amazing that paleontologists do what they do. Because they have very, very little evidence to go on sometimes. Um... And these guys are incredibly lucky. They just get this uh, fully articulated arm and they're going back for more.
0: Yeah, so at the Institute, discussions occur about the meaning of the fossil and they kind of agree upon the fact that it it appears to be some sort of amphibian and probably very strong. Um, Dr. Williams agrees that the fo- Dr. Williams, who works at the Institute, Okay, one thing I'll say, too, is I had a hard time differentiating characters in this movie. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. They're
1: very flat.
0: D- Dr. Doctor Williams and then Dr. Reed, who's the guy that's, like, not married to that lady, Kay Lawrence. They look but so similar. They, they look very similar. One of them has dark hair. One of them has blonde hair. And by the end of the movie, I couldn't remember which one was which, but they're, like, fighting throughout the movie. The dark-haired
1: mm. guy is, is, like, dating Kay.
2: Yeah, the blonde-haired guy. Yeah, the blonde-haired guy is yeah, Doctor Williams. The blonde-haired guy is the crazy one.
1: And there are a couple other like male scientists that are just sort of in the background that like may yeah, or may not have. They're names. They're, but so,
2: they're just there to get attacked by the monster. Yeah. But but the thing is, is that like when you know the, the they look so similar, like in the face. um Like, you can't just tell them apart by the hair because, like, sometimes, like, the lighting is, like, weird and, like, it looks like they have, like, the same colored hair, you know, if there's, like, any sort of shadow or anything because it's black and white. Yeah. Yeah, it was difficult. I struggled with that, too. Yeah. So Dr. Williams at the Institute agrees that
0: the fossil is a major find and he decides that they should go on a large expedition back up to the river to dig the rest of it out. So Dr. Williams is kind of the boss man and he kind of cites that later when he's uh, feuding with uh, Dr. Reed.
1: He's probably the head of the he's probably the head of the lab basically.
0: Yeah, he's the head of the institute and so it's his expedition and he has the final say essentially. Um so Dr. Reed the kind of our main character that the one that we're supposed to like kind of sympathize with, I think. He <laughs> he posted. is um kind of under dr williams so he doesn't like he he wants to do a certain way but ultimately dr williams has the final say um so they leave for the expedition well they're getting ready to leave and then we cut back to the campsite where they found the fossil and it is nighttime and the two native workers are there preparing to settle down for the night in a tent uh and we once again apparently
1: these guys just like you know Tend to the campsite while these guys are away. They just...
0: Well, he to- he told him to stay, okay, and that he would be back. But uh, so then we once again see the hand, not the fossilized hand, but the real wet-looking hand emerge out of the water. Uh, and then we get, and then we get kind of a POV shot of something, something moving toward the camp that these men are in, and uh, so it's the creature entering the tent. And then we see both of the workers kind of turn around and scream. Uh, and the monster has got it got to
2: them. Yeah, the monster, you, you just get a really quick cut of the monster. Like I, I was actually kind of surprised, kind of pretty brutally, like just grabbing this guy's face. And then yeah, it, like, it, like, like,
1: it like lunged at him. But the, the, the death is still off screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no it, blood. it
0: grabs his face and then it cuts away. Yeah. It was cool, though. I mean.
2: Kind of. <laughs>
1: Yeah, again, I mean the monster is not particularly scary by today's standards. It uh it was like a fish man and had like big, prominent, like, you know, fin ear looking things and like, you know, kind of like gill jawline. Like it looked cool. Um Yeah, the costume was really cool. Yeah, it had like light, big, you know, like kind of like light bulby eyes. Um, but it it was really, really cool, but you know, not not particularly frightening. Um you know, may- maybe that's just me talking tough. Maybe if I saw one of these in real life, maybe I too would be going, ah! perhaps. Yeah, you definitely would.
0: Um. So sometime <laughs> later, the expedition is making... <laughs> the expedition is making its way upstream on the Rita, which is the boat they use. It's like a battered motor vessel. Um. And we are introduced to Captain Lucas. Uh, and he is, he, uh, captains the boat and he's kind of explaining how deadly and large all the life around the Amazon river is. Um, just kind of, I don't know, scaring. He's a bit of a fisherman's
1: teller, tale teller.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I believe this guy, he lives in the area. I think what he's saying is kind of true. He, he, he seems to be just the, he's kind of their guide sort of, he plays that role. Um, But the boat docks and the crew quickly discovers that the campsite has been destroyed and those two men are dead. Um, The doctor who discovered the fossil, he kind of suggests that it could have been a jaguar. That's kind of the theory they have. And while they're looking in the tent, they kind of realize that uh, Kay is gone, the, the, the girl who accompanied them um and she's out near the shore they go oh my god okay yeah and then it cuts back to her and she's standing by the shore and we see the hand reaching up at her ankle dun, dun, dun. and she did de- and she doesn't see it but uh she hears them so she goes to the tent and so it's just something that the viewer sees but the creature and hears is, this is the first yeah <laughs> this is the first kind of uh Inkling we get that this creature is kind of after her.
1: The first
2: of many close brushes between her and this Lot, creature. Lots of hand shots in this in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um I I I do I did make a, a quick note that I, I just like kind of noticed like when the guys like run into the camp and like see all like the dead bodies or whatever, or the tent I should say. Like their first reaction is to like take off their hat like i always just thought that was just like weird like it, that that is a thing in like old movies where when like they, they see like walk into die? a room and like or...
0: yeah and they will like take off their hat and like i don't know when just... they see like the guy's death or
2: yeah yeah or like yeah when they when do you when think they it's wrote... like a thing of respect like it's like ooh, i don't know i don't know because I mean... that's definitely i wouldn't think about my hat during that you know like yeah i don't know it but it's definitely i've seen it in like a lot of old movies like they'll walk into a yeah i Maybe yeah. it's like a respect I th- thing. I or think like... it, I
0: think it is a sign of
2: respect. Hmm. Um, but definitely weird. Yeah, there's just some. There's something I noticed, and I was like, "Well, I, I wouldn't do that." That's yeah, I, mean, weird I wonder why they did it. Definitely noticed that, in
0: like in an old movie when like a, a child gets hit by a car or something, all the onlookers go "Oh!" and they take their hat off and then look at their feet, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are a lot
1: of old movies where children get hit by cars. No, but like a trope.
0: I mean sort of. Interesting. I would think so.
1: So I actually just looked it up and the monster is played by a
2: different man on land than he is in the water. Yeah, there's two different costumes. Oh. Yeah. The the one on land is a darker shade of blue, I believe, if you look closely. It was blue. And the blue? one in water. I thought it was black. No, and it's, white. I think <laughs> it's blue. I think it's I think it's blue. I can look.
0: But anyways. So despite the situation that the crew finds these dead men in a in a ripped up campsite, uh, they decide to clean up the camp and begin working to retrieve (laughs) the fossil Uh, after we don't really see it, but it cuts to and then they in dialogue, they reveal that it has been eight days and they have not found the fossil. Um, And Dr. Reed figures that perhaps the fossil had been washed away from the riverbank like we were discussing before. Uh, and that it would be located further down str- downstream. They ask uh, the the captain of the ship.
3: <laughs>
0: they uh
1: just pulling a photo of the fucking monster on the movie poster. It's gonna no that huge that is red the movie lips. poster. I was trying his, to see if it was blue or not. His
0: name is Gilman. Make sure to you know give him give him give him the respect. Um, but, uh, so Dr. Reed figures that it must have washed downstream. They ask Captain Lucas what's downstream, and he goes, Oh, the Black Lagoon. Uh, like, and he kind of explains that many people have gone to the lagoon over the years, but none have come back. And he kind of laughs, and you're yeah, like, Yeah, oh.
1: he says it kind of cutesy. It's not even yeah, like. Yeah,
0: it kind of seems like he might be pulling their leg a little bit, but, uh, um, he's Popeye. He certainly is <laughs> not. Um, So Reed and Kay, uh, they're the two that are kind of a couple, but, uh, earlier they discussed that they are not married. I don't really remember why they said, but, uh, the doctor like asked why he hadn't married her. But, uh, so those two have a romantic moment on the boat before they head to the Black Lagoon. Uh, they discuss their plans to actually marry and settle down together when they get back. Um... They all get in the boat and the boat moves towards the lagoon. Uh, it's kind of a tight fit through the section of the river. Um, it gets narrow, but then it opens up to this lagoon when they reach the end of it. So Reed and Williams, Williams being the, the bad guy uh, who's kind of in charge of the expedition. Uh, they both break out the aqualungs, which are essentially, you know, scuba gear. They Are they still called aqualungs, Tim?
1: Oh, uh, not really in the sounds mainstream. Like a, sounds like a very old timey. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's usually kind of restricted for like... Try the
2: new Aqualungs!
1: Yeah, it's kind of restricted for the older models, I think. And actually, I did notice also that they had two tanks. And I wonder if they had two different... If they had like nitrogen in one and oxygen in the other. um, uh, Because you need to have a mixture. You can't just breathe, you know, pure oxygen down there. And I wonder if they had the gases stored in different tanks. That's something that I meant to look up.
0: Uh, Probably. I can't imagine they'd have two, you know, mixture tanks rather than just one big one. So that totally, ma- that tracks for sure. Um, so Reed and Williams, they get out the scuba gear and dive into the lagoon to investigate the local life forms. Uh, they, this is kind of one of the first long underwater sequences we get. Which looks really good. It looks great. It's very well done. Surprising for 1954, they yeah, were able to pull up. pull something like this off.
1: I definitely would have filmed in a prettier lake, though. Like the the bottom of the lake itself was a little dull.
2: I, I thought it looked realistic. I mean, it looked like yeah, but perfect. I would have
1: like filmed on a coral reef or something. And, but know, I mean, it's it
2: the pop. creature
0: of the Black Lagoon. Maybe the Black Lagoon not, not, a, not the creature of. Coral Corner. <laughs> um, so they go under there. We get a long swimming section, and they—they uh, they, were going to say sex scene. No, no, there's no. Uh, this isn't a shape of water. We don't get a the Gilman uh, <laughs> having sex underwater with uh, with Kay Lawrence. Though he, I think Gilman would have you know that was the he, obvious end game he, here he, he would have been down with that for sure oh yeah definitely um but so the men successfully complete their mission they they go to the bottom and retrieve a couple samples of like the rocks so they can test them to see if it's similar composition to that of the rocks that were around the fossilized hand um and while this is happening they don't realize it but they're being stalked by the gill man He's kind of swimming behind dun, them, dun, dun, along, dun, dun, dun. alongside them, just kind of in the, uh, like the underwater. Um, I want to say foliage, but uh, just the plant life.
1: Yeah, there's like kelp, and he's like doing like a backstroke through it, like yeah. deep down, like fifteen and, feet under them. And the, the,
0: the, there's a moment when you think that Reed saw it, because he suddenly goes back. Uh, and swims down where the Gillman was, but he actually just grabs uh like a
2: plant to bring back for Kay Lawrence as like a gift. Yeah, the the uh the the actor that plays Gillman or the actors that play Gillman, um, are are pretty good at uh like their 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 motion is really good. Like it it does look like oh for sure the swimming was great. Yeah, that the suit. swimming was pretty cool. Like it definitely it was believable. Although I definitely. Did think the whole time i'm like that's a guy in a suit but, <laughs> yeah but like he did swim like
0: pretty he, he seemed very like because there the suit is so tight that there's clearly not you know like scuba gear like the other guys have so it's pretty impressive yeah he had to hold his breath swimming, for four minutes yeah the swimming he was able to do it must have been a very strong swimmer
2: who was able to do something like that yeah he had to hold his breath for four minutes at a time that was like part of like the Uh, audition or whatever yeah that's that's insane i can't hold my
0: breath for a minute
1: i used to be able to hold it a long time and i doubt i can now why would that be i don't know i just uh i haven't done a lot of as much swimming as i used to i don't run as much as i used to although once it warms up again i think i would like to uh go for lots of jogs down the memorial parkway Dude,
2: you know what we skipped over? We totally skipped over, like, that, um... I can't even remember, like, the scene, but it was... And I can't remember what exactly uh, he says. I was hoping that you guys had notes on this, too, but they say something like, like, just imagine, one day, spaceships will fly... Oh, Fly through the air and into space. That that was when they were at the
0: institute discussing, like, the past and
1: stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that's so crazy that, like that hasn't happened yet like <laughs> when this movie was made and, yeah it was know. like
1: over 10 years before
2: yeah i think yeah yep
1: cuz what was it 67 or 68 i can't remember 54 no when 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 we went to space
2: oh oh
0: um anyway so so williams and <clears throat> reed reach the ship again and uh reed gives k lawrence the the underwater uh, vegetation that he grabbed kind of i don't know it didn't look like a flower it just looked like a little shrub. it was like a weed yeah it was like a <laughs> shrub or something but he he gives it to her <laughs> and uh williams it was the, very weird williams the bad guy is kind of jealous of the attention that uh kay gives reed the girl to the guy um he, he seems jealous um of those two being in a relationship um, so she then, is the
1: only woman in the movie.
0: Yeah, so they're so they're discussing kind of what they found and talking about testing the samples. While this is happening, uh, Kay decides to go swimming. So she goes
2: out into the lagoon. Yeah, this, we, the 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 choice of this is very questionable. Um, and like, who the fuck would just go swimming in this like jungle lagoon? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, there's probably leeches leeches there's actually
0: there's actually a point there's actually a point toward the end of the movie when they are chasing Gilman and uh and reed has leeches on his stomach he has two of them on his stomach and i was wondering if those were prop leeches or if those were real leeches. no those were cuts dude no no he totally had leeches on him i'm pretty sure those were cuts because he got attacked i think they were leeches i like looked closely because i was like does that dude have leeches on him it was either really bad fake cuts or they were leeches. Yeah, they looked he like just leeches. Got a, he just got attacked. I think so. He had cuts on, him. that's about it. It'd be, uh, it'd be cool perhaps. if they were leeches. They looked very leech-like. They were like even like hanging off and like moving. Ugh. But uh, so Kay goes into the water, and we get another long underwater sequence, and we see the the creature swimming along with her. He's kind of like. A couple of feet under her and is like mimicking her swimming movements. And he kind of is just inching a little closer each time. And like there's a couple of moments when he's like gonna reach for her foot and like touch her. And uh, at one, p- after you know, a long sequence of this, he eventually does graze her leg while she's floating on the surface. And this was super weird. Rather he than comes right away, just comes instantly. <laughs> <laughs> And she had a super strange reaction of a woman. She had a super strange reaction and rather than like being surprised and freaked out, which I think anyone in a fucking lagoon in the Amazon, if something touched <laughs> your leg, you would freak the fuck out and run back to the boat. But especially she, in a
1: in a black lagoon.
0: She dives down
2: to investigate like what <laughs> touched her. Yeah, dude. There's fucking piranhas. There's electric eels. There's caiman. There's fucking dude. So many things that you just do not want to. Yeah, I I certainly
0: am not as brave as she was to go investigate what touched her. Uh, but John she go- and mommy warriors with poison arrows. <laughs> she she goes down under the water and just barely misses seeing Gillman who uh, dun
3: dun dun
0: who retreats into the weeds. Um. And it's at this moment that the uh, men suddenly realize where she is. uh, Like,
2: ah, we should never have brought a woman into the Amazon.
0: Yeah, Kay Lawrence definitely plays, like, the damsel in distress. It's always like, my God, where's Kay? And it's like like she's almost being touched
1: by the gill man. They they always tell her to, like, wait behind as they're walking through the woods. No, they
2: literally said before, like, they they departed uh, with the captain, they literally were like, well, we can't bring a woman with us. <laughs> like, yeah, her, yeah. Her her only role in this movie is to be in danger. Yeah. And i I was
0: also kind of disappointed looking at the, the credits and like the characters' names. They didn't make her a doctor. Every man in this movie is a doctor. And then she's not a doctor. What is she?
1: She was just a subordinate scientist. Yeah, she was just like she was just like an assistant. Like a research assistant, yeah. Yeah, it was but pretty, I mean, it was pretty whack. I mean that's very nineteen fifties though, right? I mean true but i think there were still was, female doctors there there were but i mean it, it, i think it was harder to be you know granted those kind of tenured research positions and stuff as a woman you really had to prove yourself an unreasonable amount uh to be able to gra- get granted that like i mean jane goodall she was lucky because she had a man who had a crush on her <laughs> who was her mentor who fought for her and um
0: I I I did read that the way to becoming a doctor is going on an expedition and like being in dangerous uh, situations and then being yelled at by the group of men. So she is on track to her <laughs> doctorship. Yeah, but, she's uh, got to be taken hostage. Yeah, she but no pr- just uh,
1: get Louis Leakey to have a crush on you, and then you know he'll he'll write all kinds of letters of wreck for you.
0: At this point in the movie, this is the second time that has happened to her, so she has. She has received a P and an H. She just needs that D and she's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional. She just needs that D. <laughs> uh, so the men are concerned and call her back to the boat uh, and kind of scold her and say that she's irresponsible for doing such a dangerous swim, which they're right. She shouldn't have done that. But uh, kind of a theme of this movie to to scold her but, uh, <laughs> anyway she climbs back on board the boat God
1: damn it
2: kay <laughs> uh
0: she climbs back on the boat and suddenly uh the boat starts to rock to one side and it is being pulled down on the side where there's a net and they're all like oh geez
1: kay you're pretty
2: fat <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs>
0: um and so they quickly try to haul in the net and it's a big fight, like the the winch arm or whatever you would call it, like the pulley system is like breaking, and they there's a struggle, and they just barely get the net up, and right when they get it up, they discover there there is a huge tear in the side of it, and there's a big hole, uh, and they're like, oh, it must have been nothing, and then they find this this little like fang or claw thing, and they're like, it can't be nothing, look, and it's like their first uh l- evidence of this creature, but no one really like realizes it, but it's like the f- it's the first sign of this creature, and then at this moment, it's like
1: finding a shark tooth,
0: yeah, it looked very much like a shark tooth, and at this moment, Kay begins to wonder uh what touched her while she was swimming. <laughs> it was like, oh, interesting, um. So after this happens, Williams decides to go back down and hunt whatever it is that was in the net. Uh Williams being the, you know, the head of the expedition, the bad guy. And Reed opposes this and doesn't want to hurt it because he says that they will get more from it if it's alive, but Williams kind of seems dead set on killing it with this harpoon gun he has. Um but ultimately Williams um gets what he wants because he's the Leader of
1: the expedition. He's kind of more of a let's taxidermy it kind of natural scientist and less of a you know let's preserve it and keep it alive in a cage kind of scientist. Yeah. He's not a conservationist. He's trying to he's trying to string this thing up and take it somewhere and get recognition for it. Yes. Um
0: so they they ultimately decide to go back in the water. Um, Reed goes with him, but Williams goes with the harpoon gun, uh, and while they're diving, the two men catch their first glimpse of the creature, and Williams attempts to shoot it with the harpoon gun, uh, and he does hit it, he hits it once, like right in the side, but, um, the Gillman escapes before they're able to capture it, so that, then they go back to the ship. And Captain Lucas tells the men uh, when they get back on board that there is an old river legend about a Gill man who lived underwater. Uh, Reed thinks that he was able to photograph it in that sequence when uh, Gill man was shot underwater. He had like a, an underwater photography setup, and he thought that he captured a photograph of it. Um, so he's like excited to develop it. So they're back on board developing this photo and while it's being developed we see the gill man climb aboard the boat in
1: the boat's dark room of course
0: <laughs> yeah no they do it right in the sunny the sunny deck of the boat <laughs> um which and then when the pictures developed, they're like they're blank like
3: hmm
1: yeah I wonder why because <laughs> he developed it in broad fucking daylight
0: <laughs> yeah and he's like I swore I, I had it in my viewfinder I think he says um and while this is while this is happening, and they're realizing that the photo is blank, one of the men on one of the just nameless uh, like guys that are with them on the deck of the boat is attacked and dragged into the water by the creature. This happens several times in the movie where they hear the person scream and they they like get there just after the creature is gone, and this time. There's they kind of have more evidence because they get there and they see these like wet footprints on the deck of the boat, so they're like, Oh, there was something like, and that you can kind of tell it's like, you know,
3: it's got, well, he'd like, already w- shot it
0: feet, yeah. But they 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 shot it and it was kind of murky water, and no one really like fully believed them or could, you know, they didn't see what they saw, yeah. Everyone, but has this evidence, kind of backs yeah. it up because there's like a wet footprint on the deck which they they're kind of perplexed by
1: big one not quite shaped like a flipper
0: yeah and uh so captain lucas tells the team about uh, a native poison he has which makes fish come to the surface essentially just kills all of the fish
1: wait i actually looked this up the the i can't remember what the what the chemical is called but it's uh like an insecticide and you can just like dump this powder in the water and it just kills all of the fish in the area
0: yeah and that 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 that's essentially what they end up doing they sprinkle this powder into the water after the team all agrees that it's a good idea and they spread it <laughs> they spread it all over the lagoon and after some this is time a good idea and after some time we like see them all looking out the boat and there's just like a large number of fish just floating on the surface, a bunch of dead fish, but there's no sign of this giant creature that they felt they saw. Um, so they determined that the poison is not getting down deep enough to where the creature is. Um, so they try to create a couple pellets to like set like...
3: more More
0: dense pellets that they can drop further down to the bottom of the sea.
2: And uh try to get the gill man. And there's definitely one part, um, there's definitely one point where uh there's like this bird this this bird noise or whatever that was definitely done by like a guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. No, the, like the, all the, of the the bird monkey calls. Noise? I don't know if it was they, like a monkey they, or a they, bird. They,
0: they have a conversation about a noise that uh Kay Lawrence is scared of and he's like, Oh, the howler monkeys. Like, yeah, this
1: was oh, definitely, no, was definitely before, not how And this was definitely before like the movie industry had like those really really good classic um like jungle noises that would be used again and again in so many different productions. Like it did not sound like a real jungle like wherever they were. <laughs> no, know, yeah, it was like, definitely a
2: guy I'm going like, like, just was like
1: very <laughs> silent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like something like <laughs> If you rewatch it just listen to the bird noises. They're pretty funny. <laughs>
0: That this this reminds me. I used to. Did you guys ever have those books as like a pretty young child, where it was like a book and then there was like a side panel with buttons you could push, and it would make noises, and like you would read yeah, the book, yes, yeah, and, yeah. and then it would have a symbol and it would be, like I had one about the jungle and it would be like a jaguar symbol, and then you push the button corresponding to that symbol, and it would be like <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: it was pretty sick. I liked that book. I I wonder if I still have it because those sounds would be kind of cool to sample. Yeah, There were some cool sounds. It's good just to like
2: relearn, you know, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember what sound the jaguar makes, what sound the elephant makes. (laughs) 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 That's the elephant, in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, so they put the pellets into the water, and they wait for hours well into the night with no result. Uh, As they survey the lagoon, the creature, unaffected by the poison, attempts to climb into their boat again, Uh, but he he does so where there was a lantern, and when he gets up the side of the boat, he sees the lantern and is, like, freaked out by it and jumps back in the water. And they kind of go, oh, the lantern scared him. It's kind of, okay, like, fire and just light kind of scares this thing. Um, and after it escapes from the lantern they, they, they can see a trail of bubbles Leading to this bank And they kind of watch it And one of them grabs the spotlight And shines it Where this trail of bubbles is going And the creature Like breaches the water And stands up And they just get him right with dun, the spotlight dun, dun, And it, he, he's standing there And he's kind of freaked dun, out and he he gives a roar and then disappears into the water.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, that's that's another thing about like old monster movies, right? Is that like the monster really loves to play the long game. It kind of likes to savor the dance. It's not like like the monster could just run in and just like, you know, grab all of their faces like he did to those you know, those poor workers. Um, but the, I I think the monsters, you know, they like to uh stock their prey yeah i I don't know if it's the monster I think it's more the uh the, the writer
0: of the film <laughs> <laughs> um so Reed and Williams follow the creature his bubble trail and they they follow it and discover a cave hidden by the bank and they begin tracking the footprints of the creature the so the creature like gets out of the water and like walks in this cave like it must be like his home kind of so they track the footprint they track the footprints through the sand and, uh, they're kind of following them. And then the creature doubles back on the guy, on the men. And, uh, he reach he goes back to the boat and kills another one of the crew members and has another attempt at kidnapping Kay. <laughs> um, and he kind of picks her up like on the poster, which, you know, is going to happen on the poster is Gilman holding Kay in his hands, like a damsel in distress looking thing. So he holds her like that, but then just collapses, uh, and it's kind of presumed that he's wounded from the effects of the poison that's in the water. At first, I didn't really. I was like, "What? Why (laughs) why did he fall over?" Explain that. But then, in you know, watching it a second time, in this like kind of trying to summarize the plot, I realized that it was the poison that did that. Uh, So he collapses, and they build a makeshift cave
2: to put the creature in. Wait, what? They build a makeshift cave or a cage. A cage. Yeah, oh, it was like a, a water cage. cage. They That's made it cave. out of like boards. Yeah,
0: they so they so they yeah, so they yeah, carve yeah, yeah. out a cave into the the side of the rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I was> like <laughs> what the fuck. Finding several more skeletons in the process. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and they 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 dismembered every one of them. <laughs> Um, and so they make this makeshift cage, uh, to contain the creature and they go back and then a couple of them go back to document the cave and they leave, uh, one of the doctors, another one of the, his name is Thompson, but it's just one of the, you know, one of the guys that came with them. He's not one that we've really talked about yet, but, uh, so they leave Dr. Thompson and Kay. And they're kind of discussing what the future holds. I think that's the, the spaceship part you're talking about. Um, mm. But they talk about what the future holds and kind of the scientific discovery of this Gilman. And while this is happening, Gilman breaks free and attacks the doctor. And while he is attacking, attacking the doctor... He is able to smash a lantern over the, over Gilman and sets him on fire, and it looks pretty cool. Gilman's on fire, and he jumps back into the water.
1: Yeah, definitely real. Yeah, I I was thinking that that might have been one of the first man on fire stunts in film, but I'm not sure.
2: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure either definitely but, probably one of cuz like first i mean couple.
1: before the 50s were there really that many fire retardant materials that they could like make a suit out of i feel like the 50s was like the chemistry golden age like i don't know could be wrong maybe 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 they had that shit earlier but yeah I'm seeing not, a dude on fire
0: i'm not sure and during this attack uh when he when the doctor was smashing the lantern over the creature uh he is essentially gravely injured i think he gets kind of burned by the lantern himself but uh so this is the guy that i don't like he's the guy that's like in the boat on the inside of the boat that's in like bandages the rest of the movie if you guys recall yeah yeah man. yeah so they come back from the from the cave or yeah so williams wants to stay and try to recapture the creature and Reed and the rest of the team kind of argue that four people are already dead. The best thing they should do is just leave with the evidence, and like data that they have. Um, but Williams, the dark-haired bad guy,
1: he's light-haired.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Reed's the light-haired guy. No, no, Reed's no, the, the light-haired yeah, guy yeah, yeah, is the yeah, bad yeah, guy. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Williams, the light-haired guy. <laughs> so it, 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 this is confusing. Who fucking cares? so so williams is like we we have to go so williams clashes with captain lucas who pulls a knife on williams he like just pulls a knife right to his throat and kind of is like i'm the captain of this ship and we're leaving right now so he can't really argue with that he's got a he's got a knife to his throat so as the boat heads out of the lagoon it is blocked by like kind of a like almost like a beaver dam looking thing. Like just a bunch of sticks. That's blocking their passage back to the river that they that they took to get to the lagoon. Something that just wasn't there before and it is assumed that the creature did this to stop them from leaving. Very crafty creature. Yeah. So they try have it. A girl. So they try to clear this uh these sticks with the winch that they have. But the obstruction is too heavy, and they're unable to clear it. Um, while this is happening, the creature breaks the links of like the rope, um, and ultimately stops their attempt to try to clear it. Um, Reed decides to. Doctor Reed tries to tries again. This time, using the aqua lung, and he goes underwater to try to kind of grab the sticks like get the rope around the sticks in a like a better way from just trying to do it from the boat and uh he and williams the uh light-haired guy they again clash uh before he goes out this happens before he goes out but he kind of goes into the the like the room on the boat to get the aqualung and williams like i don't know they're like arguing and then they each like punch each other <laughs> yeah Williams is like trying to get it on
1: too and he's like I'm going with you
0: yeah and he's like no I'm. you're not and then uh, so Reed knocks out Williams and takes the aqualung to go underwater to do that mission to try to clear the sticks and so Reed jumps off the side of the boat and goes underwater and while he's working to get the sticks away he doesn't see that the creature is kind of going for him Dun, dun, but but then Williams dun, dun, appears dun. also with an aqualung underwater and shoots the harpoon gun in the direction of Dr. Reed but then you realize he was actually shooting the creature and like trying to protect him. So it's like there there's like a brief moment when it's like oh my god is he trying to kill him but then it's like oh no he saw the creature he's trying to help him.
1: Yeah, a little redeeming
0: moment with the spear gun. Yeah. And uh so on this second attempt on, he, he fires a second shot with the harpoon gun, and this time he manages to hit the Gillman. Man. Uh, but the Gillman once again retreats into the depths of the Black Lagoon. And he gets away for the time being. Um, so then they try to clear the sticks, and they're heading back. And at this moment, Gill Man reemerges and attacks Dr. Williams. And tries to drag him like to the depths of the Black Lagoon. And since it it appears to be a life and death struggle. And Dr. Reed realizes this and goes to rescue Williams. He goes down deep to try to fight the Gill Man and get Williams back. Uh, He does sort of, I think he pulls a knife and tries to like stab the Gill Man. But uh, so in this little... I was going to say rumble in this uh <laughs> rumble in the jungle. Yeah, in this this uh in
1: this little rambunctious tussle.
0: Yeah, in this little tussle in the lagoon. Um the Gillman is once again once again defeated and retreats to the bottom of the lagoon. Uh, and he's able to free Williams, but Williams is very badly injured. And he breaks him free and Williams floats to the surface of the lagoon. Um Everyone in the boat sees Williams kind of breach the water and it's clear he, he like looks unconscious. He's just floating there. Um, and he was ultimately killed in this attack. Uh, his injuries were enough to kill him. I don't know if he drowns or what, what happens, but he's dead. <laughs> he was killed by the gill man. And uh, they get back on the boat and the team ultimately decides to try the poison again. Um, I think it's Captain Lucas who says something about like the mosquitoes in the Amazon. You got to like gas them out or something. And that
1: like triggers the idea in Dr. Reed. And he's like, oh, what you
0: said about the mosquitoes. Let's try this poison again.
1: Yeah. So like for some reason it didn't work the first time, but you know, it'll work the second time.
0: Yeah. And and I I think I think what his realization was, was instead of killing it. They'll use it to, like, deter the creature and slow him down, I think is ultimately what they decided. To weaken it. Yeah, so he's going to try to slow it down. Um, so Reed goes back in the water, this time armed with the poison, and uh, begins to work on the sticks. I guess, or like the, the, the little dam that was created by the creature. I guess he didn't fully get it before. I thought he got it before last time. He was in there, but he didn't, so he's working on that. And Reed waits until the creature gets very close and fires twice, um, and and gets him with the poison.
2: I think I think it's fires out- the poison twice, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He fires the poison twice, and I think he misses the first two, and on his third third attempt, he succeeds. Um, so this plan ultimately works, and the passageway out of the lagoon is cleared. And preoccupied by the activity, the the crew members don't see the creature climbing aboard the ship. And Reed is back on the boat at this point. Um, so the the creature spots Kay, Kay Lawrence, and drags her over the side, take and takes her back to the cave. To uh to Via make,
1: like an underwater passage.
0: Yeah, he swims with her and To make her a go, doctor. And goes to
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so gilman takes uh kay lawrence back to the cave and reed follows him well armed with the spear gun um in the cave reed finds kay but the creature kind of you know sees him and he starts attacking reed at this moment two of the crewmen. Make it into the cave, and begin to open fire at Gilman and just like kind of unloads on him, hits him several several times in the back, and it doesn't really knock him down, but he's kind of staggering and yeah, walking. They fuck to- him
2: up, like he's not dead,
0: but he's but yeah, he's, he's definitely he's, gonna he's, die. He's very injured, and so they're gonna keep firing, and then Doctor Reed goes, no, he stops them from finishing the job and allows the creature to retreat back to the water but the creature is horribly injured and the uh the, the gillman slinks back into the depths and it's you know presumed that he is probably dead and the movie ends <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that was the biggest fucking that was, I was not expecting that that it was just going to Abruptly end as soon as like you know they supposedly defeat the creature. Like I wasn't convinced that they defeated the creature that time any more than they defeated any of the other times. And and they must have just decided decided it was time to wrap it up right there. <laughs> to just well back back in the day, you know
0: run times. This movie is at a of a, a very nice seventy nine minutes. I'm a big fan of you know 70, 80, 90 minute movies. Movies are too long these days. They are. This movie didn't need to be two hours. It also didn't need to be as
1: long as it was. I mean, they rehashed the same scene several times, just in different ways. It was
0: more of a showcase of the technology, I think. (laughs) The underwater sequences. But, spoilers, Tim. There's a couple sequels to this
1: movie. Oh. the official sequels? Yeah. I can't...
0: Gilman Returns. But revenge of the creature, what about the same actors? And then the creature walks among us. I know Gilman the monster is back.
2: I can't believe that they just like mortally wounded this creature and then just like didn't even have the and decency of finishing it off, <laughs> just like yeah. let it like limp back into the water to die. They just, yeah, <laughs> let,
0: yeah it, that, let it slowly And that was die. like the decision of the like the moral character. Yeah, he He's was about like, to finish no, it off and then he like it.
2: lowered the he lowered his gun and was like, no let him suffer let it fucking suffer i don't think that was i think it was like it, it was, was supposed to, to be like no let his... it let it live yeah but and i think it's just really, set up sequels as well yeah yeah it was supposed to be like oh no we're going to we're we're not going to kill it but i you know i think in reality that that creature would have just died a terrible death
1: yeah infected from all the pond scum he got that got only shot, knows like, what lives in that water i you know, got
2: shot like four times and like three oh, times with the harpoon gun sure. poisoned like yeah. they,
0: they really he was in rough shape for sure. Like yeah, Tim I mean, said, not they, they
2: set him on
1: fire. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> this poor fucking Gilman dude. It just wanted to just make that girl a doctor. So, do you think that they made that species go extinct? Then
1: <laughs> was that the last one? Right? Uh, I no, don't know. no, yeah. no. He
0: survives and he returns. Okay, so what about? Like in the later ones. Do
1: they kill him? Or? I haven't seen him. I just know he returns. I wonder if they're setting this up for like a fucking awful like 2023 reboot. Like, like a modern. Invisible Man is really good. Well, yeah, they're redoing the Universal Monster
0: universe. I haven't seen anything about a creature of the back Black Lagoon. Um, I
1: would cast Anya Taylor-Joy as Kay
0: yeah i I haven't seen anything about Creature of the
2: Black Lagoon remake, but
1: and just yeah. like the original I'd make it so she's the only woman in the
3: movie
2: <laughs> I think you could make a pretty cool uh, Frankenstein remake i could I could well, picture they, that they being the ones dope. that they've done so far they redid the
0: mummy, they redid the Invisible Man. And this is just the start of it. I think they intend to remake all of them. When did they remake? Yeah, the what mummy? do you mean they remade the mummy? They re- they remade the mummy mon- mummy with Tom Cruise. Remember, it starts like on a plane. Oh, but that's not the same. That's not the same series, though. Like, that's it's not, not like, one the, the, the mummy research. series. This is the mummy of the Universal Monster series.
1: I don't know if I like that mummy. I just like the one with like the Scorpion King. And... Yeah, you're
0: talking about the Brendan Fraser series. That's th- th- That was a different thing. This is a remake of the original, The Mummy
2: from like the 30s or 40s. Oh. Uh, I I don't think that that's like in the same like remake series though. It absolutely is. I promise you.
1: Was the Tom Cruise Mummy any good? Why? Why no? It no was supposed to why be back. was
2: that one so bad in PG 13 and The Invisible Man super good and rated R then? I don't know. Different but directors, I, but, maybe. But I
0: know that it was a remake of the original The Mummy. Hmm.
2: The
1: 1932 film. Didn't add a healthy 16%. Still waiting on a movie for Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man, which is about a man who is metaphorically invisible because he's black in America. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's not a universal...
1: Uh... Yeah, he's not a, a monster one. either. <laughs> he's uh which is I guess part of the point of the book.
0: Yeah, so uh thoughts on the film. Um I guess first we can uh no, 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 we'll wait for a second but Uh I guess I can go first on my thoughts on the movie. I thought that the uh, Gilman costume is really dope and looks great. Uh, He looks good. Gilman. Pretty cool monster. I like him. I think he's misunderstood. Uh, In my notes. (laughs) Much like
1: Frankenstein's monster.
0: Yes. In my notes, I wrote, fuck a gilly suit. I want a Gilman suit. Um. Though a ghillie you suit? You want to fuck a sick. ghillie suit? No,
1: no, you can get ghillie suits for reasonably cheap on Amazon. Yeah, but back I... in the the first wave of the pandemic, when I thought there was a possibility society might collapse, I considered buying ones so that I could, you know, hunt rabbits, you know, without the marauders getting me.
0: Huh? Is this the time when you bought your trench coat and weird skull mask? Uh,
1: the trench coat I got. Uh, it definitely is. No, time. I got the trench coat like a month, like a month or two ago. The trench coat was I like twenty five dollars. Oh, the the leather, Goodwill.
0: the leather bracers is what I'm thinking. Yeah, the,
1: the leather bracers. When, yeah, when we from wish. Com. When
0: we were concerned that you were like planning like a like a like a mass shooting.
1: <laughs> yeah, with my with my wish. faux leather bracers that stained me when I sweated. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you only
2: need to wear it once. <laughs> true.
0: Dicks. <laughs> I mean, you wear it once and it'll last uh,
2: an eternity. Okay, so uh the box office dud the mummy sank Universal's hope for, f- hopes for hopes yeah. for a grand franchise. So now the studio is rebooting it on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Starting with The Invisible Man. So that I guess that was their I guess it that was, was the first one flagship and then they were like, "Wow, this sucks." And so they like <laughs> re- they rebooted the reboot after one movie yeah. starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was supposed to be
0: pretty bad and uh they had it was they were trying to follow, follow like the Marvel, you know, model yeah, the, the where MCU they, where they had all these like years. This is the mummy year, then this is the Invisible Man year. And I think they even had projects started in pre production
2: that they cancelled
0: after that movie tanked.
2: Oh, gotcha. Yes, another Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Invisible Man is fucking super good.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, you could make The Creature from the Black Lagoon a good movie. The question is, how do you get a a modern audience? I think it was kind of a shitty movie, but I loved it. I think the writing, like the plot and the dialogue, I think were just so abysmal. Um, Like the special effects, the cinematography, like and the practical effects and special effects. I was really, really, no pun intended, blown out of the water by those. Um, I thought that the... um, it, like I I couldn't believe what they were able to achieve in the 50s with underwater stuff. Um, it looked pretty pretty fucking good. Yeah, um, it's super
2: clear. That, like you know it. It didn't it didn't look shitty. Like yeah. it looked really clear. It looked like a clear, you know, black and white image. Yeah,
1: and like I could conceive you know of watching that movie you know several more times in my life. Like I really did enjoy watching it. It's a great great period piece, but. My god, that dialogue, and it's just so bad. It's also just very, very interesting. You know, you get a good kind of window into how you know women were, and in some cases, still are treated in just by like male dominated society, definitely. Um, you know, because she was just a very much you know, she was just like an eye candy piece, just and, like, helpless, a sidelined, just a sidelined
2: character, like something for the men to protect, and yeah. uh. And to fight do, over. Do, do manly shit. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, my biggest gripe with the music was honestly the the fucking, or, dun, dun, sorry, dun, but the biggest gripe <laughs> with the movie was the music dude. It dun, was dun, insanely <laughs> obnoxious. I, it really took me out of, I honestly didn't want to see the monster anymore because I didn't want <laughs> to hear that. I didn't want to hear that shit. It was every time. I swear it was probably like 15 times in total. Where that same three, those same three notes play. And my God, is it annoying
1: yeah so i um there was part of me where i was legitimately expecting partially because like we talked about earlier it was really hard to tell the scientists apart um you know so it was hard to remember who was there who wasn't there like on screen who had already been killed etc part of me was thinking that the bad scientist was the creature and he was gonna get like scooby-doo unmasked and they were gonna like you know and it like it was gonna be this whole elaborate thing where he was making recognition for himself like you, but. you have these wild theories about movies that are easily disproven
0: like the poltergeist <laughs> they killed the daughter <laughs> the how can it be the how can it be that man he's underwater shooting it with a harpoon gun
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah and then i said in rosemary's baby she was really just miserable from being trapped in a patriarchal relationship and it was all yeah that's... i actually like that one though. i'm sticking to that one the other one's Maybe maybe not so much, but I I was really hoping for a Scooby Doo style unmasking. I'm not gonna lie, it was like it was perfectly any, set up. For any it. Anytime like, I see
2: a guy with his head covered in bandages, I always think like, <laughs> oh, that's not actually who they're say it is, you know, that someone else under those bandages. So it the, like, like in did... Saw where
1: he's laying there the whole time, yeah, and, you like, know, like in, pretending like, to be yeah, dead. Yeah, it's
2: definitely become like somewhat of a, a trope. I feel like I've I've seen it a few times, but like uh, in
1: Metal Gear Solid, there's uh, definitely a bit with that. I right. don't. So,
2: that. I'm trying to, so, 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 yeah, buddy. It, it, the thought did cross my mind. I'm like, oh, that, I wonder if that's the monster, like all bandaged up, like he bandaged, bandaged and himself up, and he's... he, he didn't do anything the rest of the movie other than if anyone was in that room, he'd be like, Burr!
0: like he'd like make noises and look at them. <laughs> that's all he did. The, the rest monster? Of the, no, no, no. The bandaged man.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He was in a lot
1: of
2: pain. <laughs> They yeah. were coming and disturbing yeah. him, but, and
1: he needed his rest.
2: I thought it, they did a really good job of, um, kind of like the whole setting and stuff was cool. Um, you know, it, I like how once they get on the boat, they don't you don't really leave the boat at all. Yeah, You're on the boat yeah, the yeah. whole time. That's pretty cool. That is nice. Yeah, I definitely got a definitely sense shows of what it would be how like,
1: they are like trapped on the boat. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
1: they certainly weren't gonna go set up camp at that tent i mean
2: yeah honestly i mean obviously the star of the show is the underwater shooting and the the water shots it totally
0: was just you know like them presenting what they were able to do and like achieve with their underwater filming and it's very impressive for 1954 but it just seemed like a look what we did look at these long sequences underwater that they did like three or four times Mm mm-hmm Um, I think my biggest gripe with the film was it was paced very poorly and just really slow. I I know that that's probably you know part of it being an older movie, but I've seen plenty of older movies like The Invisible Man and Frankenstein, which predate this movie. Oh
1: no, it was it was paced terribly. I felt like it went in circles a bunch. Yeah, but the
0: so Frankenstein and The Invisible Man, which predate this movie were like very well paced and never boring but this one was really slow and it seemed like a lot of the action and a lot of the obstacles they had to overcome were like the same thing repackaged very slightly and like it was pretty boring at times but uh i mean it it still was a quite a feat of its time
2: yeah i don't i didn't really get that pacing that much issue that much for myself I was pre- I was pretty well entertained the whole time, but um, I I I, I could definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, and I did uh, while you guys were talking,
0: I looked into it, and one of the film, one of the reboot films that was kind of put on the shelf, and the plan for it has been changed. They were gonna make a creature from the Black Lagoon film, and I believe a script was in the works, but then, uh, what what uh. This article is calling the worst Tom Cruise movie ever, uh, The Mummy. <laughs> so, um, I like really saying something. Completely uh, derailed it. I don't know. Tom Cruise doesn't no, have that I many know, bad no, movies. No, I was
1: just kidding. I like Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah, Tom Cruise, is, his hit rate is pretty good.
1: Magnolia is really, really good uh mission like Impossible is honestly good.
2: i i think that the uh <laughs> yeah
1: you did like mission impossible <laughs> pirated all of those and we got a bunch of warnings about it <laughs> 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 got like five consecutive warning emails well, it's like it's like you've downloaded mission impossible you've downloaded mission impossible well, two co- you've downloaded mission impossible three <laughs> well of course
0: i'm gonna download the whole franchise
1: apparently <laughs> <laughs> that whole f- fucking franchise had like bugs in the folder where they detected it because yeah yeah i got so, i got like six emails that day so i hope
0: they were good <laughs> i've only watched the first two so far but uh worth it
2: good So you just get warnings and nothing, if, you, nothing get, else if you get if you get
0: enough warnings they can threaten yeah. Like, yeah. like like lawsuits yeah. and stuff the but.
1: truth is though that most isps don't want to lose the customers and they tacitly accept that people are going to illegally download some things and that they can't necessarily always prove it was you. Prove it was the yeah. Person and, I, I, for, and for so,
0: for the record, I want to say that it it wasn't me. My computer was hacked. I did not illegally download movies.
1: <laughs> what well played. Yeah, but yeah, but basically the way that the way that it works is um, like your ISP will contact you about it. But sometimes it'll have like programming where it alerts some kind, alerts some sketchy law office and lawyers for these people will actually go after you and, like, threaten you with emails and say that you have to pay them, like, hundreds of dollars. And if that ever happens to you, dear listener, ignore that. Because if you respond, then they have proof that you received the email. (laughs) If you never open it, then you never have to do anything, and they can't get you for it
0: wait didn't you almost get blackmailed one time from downloading something weren't you telling me something like that
1: yeah i think i i think i did get in did get an email like that one time you Um, recall the movie you downloaded um i believe it was something pornographic and and, (laughs) and actually that is i think what they actually tend to go after people mostly for because the fear of being exposed for having downloaded something with like a potentially very embarrassing title and like you downloaded
2: a porn movie
1: I think I did. Um, I mean, I, I, I got I've never emails. seen a
2: porn movie.
1: It's it's not it's not worth it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it's not worth the risk. <laughs>
0: I don't think I've seen one either. I, the plot is not important. Maybe to that's in what porn.
2: maybe that's what we should uh, watch for our next uh, our next movie. <laughs> Naughty Nurses Nine for Skin Timber.
1: <laughs> Skin, Skin tim- <laughs> timbre. Uh, we could like
2: rate the cum shots and, uh, oh, like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be funny. Speak- watch
1: some old Lex, Lex Steel, the guy who's known for going, like, the, pac-
2: <laughs> the pacing on this movie is terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of rating films,
0: we're, uh, we got to wrap this up here. Uh, so let's do, uh, you know, out of, out of 10 rating system, I'm thinking maybe, um, If you were to throw pellets into the lagoon, how many fish are reaching the surface? Um, I can go first. Is less a good thing? No, 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 no. Okay. It's all about how lethal this poison is. You want the poison to be the most lethal. So 10 out of 10 fish would be the best. Okay. Um, So to kind of wrap up what I said, uh, Gilman's fucking sick. I like Gilman. Might be one of my favorite monsters. Actually, I like the Invisible Man, but Gilman's right up there with him. I thought you were but,
1: big into like the, uh, not the the Mothman.
0: Oh, I love the Mothman. He's not a universal uh, universe monster, though. I, I do know, like the more Mothman. Of a monster of folklore. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna throw my pellets of poison into this lagoon, and I see one, two, three, four, five fish have reached the surface six out of ten from sam and to one of you
2: wait how did you see five fish but then you just gave it a six i i said six no you didn't you You
1: said you said one two three four five fish six out of ten for (laughs) sam (laughs) okay i think i think what i was
0: trying to say is one two three four five six out of ten
2: (laughs) i know six is a hard it's a it's a big number um all right, uh, I, uh, I, I think I had a little more issue with the plot than the pacing. Um, I wasn't like a big fan, of, like the whole poison weapon that they used twice. <laughs> twice, yeah, that was. I a think big they game. could have found something a little bit more clever. How do you feel about it? What system, I don't, though? I don't really have an idea off the top of my head, so I can't really.
1: Well I was kind of hoping for like a climactic like getting brutally stabbed with the spear gun moment, and that never really paid off either. yeah,
2: there weren't any drowning oh, scenes or well yeah
1: the 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 the
0: pressure thing never paid off it was so set mm-hmm. up for someone to get killed trying to recalibrate the pressure from the bottom, and it never like uh okay
2: yeah let's let's hear your fish oh yeah no um but uh yeah but other other than that i really i I really did enjoy this a lot more than i thought i would this this might be the oldest movie i've ever seen <laughs> and, and it really 54 might be That's... i don't know
1: dude you gotta watch m oh dude you got uh, that that upsets me dude, you gotta you gotta
0: watch m dude that movie is good are you one of those people that feel like a black and white movie just inherently is bad
2: no i just
0: okay. have no reason You've to seen watch the wizard the... of oz wizard of oz is from the 30s
2: oh is it really yeah oh shit
0: wow that movie is that
1: movie he's ever seen
0: that movie <laughs> you think the wizard of oz is bad
2: <laughs> ingus we're triggering inga are uh, you fucking kidding me dude that's a mo- trigger <laughs> brenton that's that's a that's a modern
0: marvel of filmmate. like it, the Wizard of Oz is bad. It might be one of the greatest films of all time. What are you talking about? It's
1: not one of the greatest films of all are time. Are you kidding with the me? Fucking Wizard of Oz. How many dead fish? They would go you to get? the Emerald City. There's a Lion Man and a Tin Man and a Scarecrow.
0: Yeah, watch that movie. He didn't realize it was from 1939. That's how fucking good it is. I thought that was like it's so good. It's, it's, from <laughs> ni- it's from 1939. <laughs> and it, and it, it's gorgeous. It's t- it Technicolor. It's a great film. The
2: trees are scary. The flying monkeys are scary. There's a hanging guy, and the he hangs himself on set. Yeah,
0: I that, that, <laughs> Was is that true it, or no? No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's not true. It's it's, it's it's not proven, and it's unlikely that that is true. Huh? But
2: oh my.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, so so it's it's been Anyways. revealed that I'm not a huge Wizard of Oz fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um. Yeah, so I guess it's not the oldest movie I've seen, but uh definitely definitely one of the old, old oldest movies I've seen.
0: Well I'll line you up with some. I mean I've also seen Godzilla and 50s. shit. M yeah, M, I, mean, I was, M is M older obsessed than Godzilla. Yeah, M is like thirty 33, thirty three,
1: thirty-four. It's uh it's uh it's thirty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 'cause it's it's in the it's pre it's pre Nazi Germany, which begins in like 34 ish.
0: I'll get you some movies from the '50s that you'll love. Night of the Hunter. You can borrow it. I have it. It's so good. That's if you've ever seen Love and Hate on someone's knuckles. Mm-hmm. That's what it's from. It's about oh, really? it's about like a like a killer preacher that's out to kill these children that have a fortune hidden, and he wants to figure out where it is. Oh, and like he, uh, he's disguised as a series of
2: unfortunate events. I mean,
0: sort of. I mean, it might <laughs> be based on that. But so this preacher Harry Powell, he's trying Harry to. Pa- uh. <laughs> he he uh pretty much uses the fact that he's a preacher and everyone trusts him but he's really like a killer and he's trying to kill these children and it's so fucking good it's from 1954 i think same year as this film
2: bird up
1: i feel like that's that's interesting because i feel like usually that trope is like a cop like you know somebody's pretending to be a cop to like gain trust 1955 but that I don't know if that trope would really hold up anymore because so few of us trust a cop now. <laughs> Harry Powell.
0: And you can see my rating. Four and a half stars. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up. It's long. This is a short movie. And, I, I uh, was in the middle of my review. I know. And I know. I know. got I know. triggered. If he said <laughs> that The Wizard of Oz is a bad movie.
2: Anyways, this might be one of that. Definitely one of the oldest movies I've seen, but I, I, I was surprised by how thoroughly I enjoyed it. Um. Through and through, yeah, the dialogue was bad. Um, the plot was bad, but I think it was really well done. <laughs> like, it was nice to look at, and I was entertained the whole time. There were things that I would have done differently, but again, it's, you know, 1954, so, y- you know. You can, o- you can only say so much about it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it seven, uh, seven floating fish out of ten.
0: Good, good, uh, good, uh, good poison. Oh. And Tim, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, before you get into your review, I typed in "is the Wizard" and it autofilled the best movie of all time. Google did. The Wizard. I said, "Is the Wizard?" and it said, "Did you mean is the Wizard of Oz the best movie of all time?" Oh, I thought it was a movie <laughs> called The Wizard. No. And then the first thing that comes up is eight reasons why the Wizard of Oz is still the best movie ever.
1: BuzzFeed. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know worse click hole uh but no um i mean i i love this movie um mine
2: says is the wizard of musical (laughs) it's a wizard of musical
1: i'm also known for loving the jurassic this this was a this was a recent
0: search of mine i guess
1: (laughs) i'm just kidding continue sorry like i love the jurassic park movies too like and actually the science in those actually gets worse with each movie that comes out and i still love them um, so I feel like I was able to look past all the glaring issues. I feel like as far as like, um, all of the other weird stuff in it, it was really just like a really excellent time capsule. Um, very, very nostalgic. Um, very, very fascinating to see how, um, you know, it basically just to like, in what they thought would shock the audience, it was like, they would basically just sacrifice all quality plot. Um, I... I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think it was also very interesting. This came out, like, less than a year after, like, the findings from, like, uh, James Watson, Francis Crick, and Rosalind Franklin on, like, DNA and stuff. So, like, this was around... a a very exciting time for science you can definitely see that they're trying to capture that they're constantly talking like the the scientists are constantly talking to each other about like the spirit of science and of being a scientist and like what it means and scientists would never fucking talk like that but it was clearly to like get the public hyped on science and that is kind of cool um and yeah the plot and the dialogue just fucking blow um but yeah i give it i give it seven, seven. Seven fish pills out of ten. And actually, I want to really quick see if I can find out what the...
2: Oh, man, I I thought you had written a song.
1: Rotenone is the name of the chemical they used.
0: Ah, so with the rotenone in the water, seven fish reach the surface for Tim. Um yeah uh it yeah it was it was enjoyable i'm glad i watched it i i I do want to watch like the rest of the universal uh universe like the horror the monsters universe i just want to
1: watch the brendan fraser mummy movies
2: (laughs) i want to watch the blob just because that just sounds funny and i have no idea
1: (laughs) it's like the original blob
2: yeah i i don't think that's a universal monster
0: is it not no
1: is that supposed to be a scary movie?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the Blob is a universal classic monster, but it is from around like similar. I, I I mean I think it's after, but uh. Yeah, so the the universal classic monsters are Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, the invisible man, the phantom of the opera, the wolfman and the creature from the black lagoon. The phantom of the opera? Really? Yeah.
1: What? Not even a monster, that's the whole point of the movie. He's a beautiful man with a tender soul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well uh I think that just about does <laughs> it for this uh this uh movie. But I do just want to add this little factoid that the that the uh Library of Congress has called The Wizard of Oz the most watched film in history. How can so they prove that? Take that in whatever way you would like to,
1: I'm going to take it as a lie because I think <laughs> in the age of streaming, I just don't think that that's possible.
2: That's, yeah, I don't. I don't think they. They if, clearly don't know how many Dra- times that I've, I've has seen Donnie Darko. The
1: Beatles, like, there's no way that this is.
2: <laughs> they clearly don't know how many times I've seen Donnie. How many times I watched Donnie Darko when I was stoned when I was like 19 <laughs> years old. <laughs>
1: Oh, this movie is so good! Oh, dude, I need to get the DVD, of the director's cut, so I can see like the computer animated water scene. No, and then you get the
2: director's cut, and he just explains it all, and you're like, "God damn it!" Yeah, the
0: <laughs> the additions in the Donnie Darko director's cut, like they add like title cards that like gives you chapters from that book that the that old woman gives him, and it doesn't really add much to the movie. It actually kind of makes it worse, in my opinion. There but, are uh, things about it I liked. We, but we need to, kind of does... we, we need to wrap up. We're getting kind of long here. So uh, join us next week when we uh, review The Wizard of Oz. We're growers, not showers. <laughs>
3: what? I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: no, we're not doing The Wizard of Oz next week. We actually got, we've got a, we've got a, a, a fun one next week. Another Lesser Artist borrow coming to you all. So join us next week. First week in February. Come hungry. And leave. Hungrier. Horny a doctor.